Welcome to One Shot, One Life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Now, welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald. Welcome to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, broadcasting from our brand new One Shot, One Life studios right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so thankful that you're here. And each week, it's our deep-down desire at One Shot, One Life to help you stop worrying and start winning in the areas of money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. So each week, here's what we do. We bring in experts in these areas who share proven and effective advice to help us all be successful in our lives. We also bring on people who have amazing stories that inspire us as well, and we absolutely do love doing what we do, and I've got the greatest team that helped me get to do that, including my executive producer, Josh Floyd, who's behind the mic. Josh, how are you doing today? Aw, shucks. I'm doing just (laughs) great. How are you? Awesome, and I think about, you know, today I was thinking about just all that we've done almost in nearly two years at One Shot, One Life, and the experts that we bring on, but it's our heart's desire to help people stop worrying. There's so many things in life that stress us out, Mm -hmm. and we want to provide a path for people to not only be less stressed out, but to have a life that's exceeding what they desire. And that's what I love doing, and the impact that's uh, happening and the guests that we bring in are so fun. So I just love doing that, and I love doing it with you, so... Thank you. I'm just happy to be along for the ride. (laughs) Well, today, guess what? We're talking about my favorite subject in the world, and that's (laughs) money. Uh, We're excited to be able to talk about money today because it's the top area that people worry about. Not only that, it's one of the top areas that couples who are married struggle with. It uh, actually divides most marriages as well, and that's the topic of finances and money. And Josh, we've seen some very dramatic changes in our economy over the past few years, and because the prices of a lot of things have really skyrocketed. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that, uh, but I'm going to give you some, uh, uh, some facts about what's happening with inflation in specific areas. This past year alone, the cost of food and groceries has increased well over 10% just this year. Um, clothes and apparel items have increased over 5%. Appliance costs, if you happen to have to get a you know, refrigerator breaks down or a washer and dryer, um, those costs are over 10% more than they were last year. New vehicles, get this, over 6% uh, more than they were last year. But get this, used vehicles up to 45% more expensive than they were before Oof. because there's not as many new vehicles out there um, on the market right now. Mm-hmm. And then rent, obviously, you know, cost of living is going up, but, but rents alone up 6 to 8%, depending on, upon where you live in the country, are really skyrocketing as well. And, and uh, it's just hard for a lot of people to make ends meet. Then when you look at the flip side of that, you'd think, well, if inflation's going up, my income needs to go up so I can pay for those things. The reality is income is not. The U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics just released their report showing that the real average hourly earnings for all employees increased 0.2% from February to March. So that's just within one month. But get this. When you look on year-on-year end from last March to this March, hourly earnings have decreased 0.7%. And that's not a good sign. And so we're going to talk about money today and how we can deal with that because it's getting harder and harder for people to make ends meet. So, Josh, I want to ask you this. Are you seeing this impact in your life? Because I know with our family, we're seeing it. 
Oh, absolutely. What, absolutely. what areas are really impacting you? Um, <laughs> I notice it every time I go to the gas pump. Yes. Every time I'm checking out at the grocery store. <laughs> and Crystal and I actually bought a car at really? the end of last year. Um, and it was a new car. That's right. I forgot about that. And it, we, we had to wait a while for it. You know, it, it's not like it was a custom Jaguar or anything. It was a <laughs> Kia, but they just don't, they had no stock on the lot. So was the, how was the price on that? It was pretty, pretty hefty. It was pretty hefty. Yeah. And that's the reason why the used cars are so expensive now is because there is uh, kind of a little backlog because of, uh, you know, the pandemic and all that of new cars being on the lot. So yeah. I will say they were very happy to see our trade in. Were they? <laughs> yeah. Our Dodge journey. They were very, you know, very excited to get We that. were contacted for our vehicles at a dealership that we work with for our used vehicles. They're like, Hey, if you come in and get a new vehicle, down the road, we would give you X amount for your old vehicles. We're like, wow. But I, I always know that the cheapest car I can own, if it works, is the current, current car that I have. So <laughs> right. That's, yep. Absolutely. That's exactly where we are. Well, here's the good news, though, Josh. Um, uh, financial expert and good friend of the show, Michael Krause, is with us today. And he's going to give us some powerful tips to navigate these rough financial waters that most of us are experiencing right now so that we can not only handle it well, but that we can thrive to take advantage of this opportunity. Michael's a financial expert and certified financial planner who's been helping uh, his clients successfully uh, navigate with their money for well over 10 years. So Michael's a great guy. He's one of our uh, one of the show favorites from our listeners. And if you haven't heard him yet, you're going to love uh, seeing Michael on the show and hearing about him and all that he provides. All right, Josh, well, I want to close out our, our first segment here talking a little bit about the current banking crisis. Here's the thing. Over the past couple of months, you may have probably heard about certain banks that have basically gone bankrupt or they've had to close their doors in some way or possibly larger banks are taking them over. And um, there's several banks out west, some out east that are doing this. Uh, and it's just causing a lot of anxiety for a lot of people wondering if their banks are a safe place to keep their money. One of the things that uh, is happening is what's called a bank run. So if somebody's uh, you know fearful that their money's not safe at their bank, they want to go there and what's the first thing they want to do, Josh? They take their money out. They want to take their money out. Well, if everybody does that at once, guess what? The banks don't have all that money up, up front. And so that's the concern for a lot of people. So we're going to ask our financial expert about these banking crisis situations that are happening at different banks. Is there really a crisis around the country? And if so, where's the best place to take your money and put it so maybe you can earn a little bit more interest? Because there are places where you can earn more interest than you can get in your bank savings account or checking account. And I'm excited to hear more about that. So uh, we're going to take our uh, first break here. And when we come back, we'll be joined by financial expert Michael Krause. And he's going to give us some great tips on how to handle all this financial um, strain and crisis that we're seeing in our lives so that we can help be successful with our money. You are listening to One Shot, One Life. Stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We want to welcome our new affiliates joining us on amazing radio stations around the United States. This week, we welcome our friends in Lincoln, Nebraska, right here on KLIN 1499.3. We thank you so much for tuning in and appreciate that you're here. 
Well, today we're so grateful to have Michael Krause back on the show. Michael is the Vice President of Plan A Wealth Management here in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's a certified financial planner and has been successfully helping people and clients with their money for well over 10 years. Today, he's going to give us some practical tips on the following questions. So I'm going to ask these, and if you can relate to these, Michael's going to help you out. How best do I adjust to my spending and budget with the increase in prices that are happening every day, like you and I talked about, Josh, a little bit earlier? What do you uh, I do with my income if it's falling behind the spending and inflation that's happening? How do I handle debt during this time, which for a lot of people is building up? Should I invest in the stock market? That's a great question. And if I have extra savings, where should I keep that money? Plus, there's a lot more. So Michael's here to help us out with those questions and a lot more. So Michael, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. Doug, Josh, it's so good to be back with you again. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Like we said before, you're, you're one of uh, you know, our listeners' favorites because you provide such great information and practical tips. And this show is going to be really helpful to a lot of people. So thanks for coming in. Well, I love what y'all are doing here, trying to help people in these areas that mean the most. I mean, this is life we're talking about, Absolutely. right? These aren't just numbers. These aren't just interest rates. These are people's daily lives. And again, as you talked about at the beginning of the show, helping them with their marriages. Yep. I mean, if we can help solve finances, that's a big issue for yeah. the majority of people. It's the number one thing people worry about. Mm-hmm. Number one. And it's the, one of the top things that um, really stresses marriages out and causes division. So we need to take care of this. Well, here's the thing. Inflation is now 5% all the way up to about 55% on some things. Um, And this is making it hard for people to make ends meet like we just talked about. CNBC, Michael, reported a couple of days ago that 58% of Americans, roughly 150 million adults, are now living paycheck to paycheck. And that of that, 70% said they uh, were very stressed right now about their finances. So this has gone up over the last year, even when you, you've been coming into the show. So we've seen an increase there. How have you noticed um, you know, the current financial and economic situation that we have going on? How have you noticed, noticed it impacting people and your clients? I think one of the biggest things is that people are starting to see these higher interest rates affecting them in their monthly budgets. So some people who would carry a credit card balance, maybe not too significant, but as interest rates have gone up, they've actually seen the amount they're getting charged on their credit cards go up, right? They went to buy a new vehicle. And not only was the vehicle price slightly larger, but now the interest rate on that loan is larger. So then when it comes to the monthly budget, what was working for a long time is no longer working. And that's starting to scare people out because, again, you start seeing your trajectory going downward. The credit card balance is getting larger Mm -hmm. each month, not smaller. And we're looking at rent as well. Rent uh, prices are going up 5 to 10% in some areas, some areas even more than that. That's a fixed expense, you know, if you're, you know, you know, trying to make ends meet with your family. And again, on top of that, along with any type of loan increases. Absolutely. And not only own rent, but if you own your house, even if you actually outright own it, the property values have increased so substantially in the past couple of years. And then your tax rates are now higher and people are getting hit with these six month tax bills. 40, 60% increases in some areas across the country. And again, Mm -hmm. an amount you weren't expecting and nothing changed in your lifestyle. Yeah. So all the fixed expenses are continuing to increase. That's why it's important to talk about this today. Um, CNBC, I was reading, uh, they reported 81% say that they are taking some action, such as either spending less on entertainment or traveling less or using savings to pay for purchases, that type of thing. Um, what would you recommend as we move forward here? What would you recommend for our listeners to do if they're feeling that crunch, if they're feeling those fixed expenses go up and their incomes either kind of stay in the same, maybe slightly going up and not meeting the difference? 
two primary things. You can either cut expenses or increase income. Yep. And neither one's <laughs> going to be easy, right? No. Just to let you know, these are both going to be difficult choices. And sometimes it's a combination of the two, right? So you got to look at where you're spending. What could you cut? If you absolutely had to, what could you, especially if you have a spouse, right? Get some agreement. What could the two of you cut? And it would not detrimentally or significantly reduce your satisfaction in life, yeah. right? That's one thing. Second, how could you increase income, right? Does your wife want to open the Etsy store, right? Do you want to, again, go back to the old school, deliver pizzas, right? Throw some newspapers, some things like that to increase income in the short term, right? So that you can then pay off this debt and get to a better place. There's a lot of resources out there on the internet on how to ask for a raise, right? Going back in, obviously times are tough. If your company's not in a significantly difficult position right now because of the mm-hmm. sector they're in, going to them and saying, hey, listen, I love my job, but it is getting difficult for us to make ends meet. What negotiating room do we have? And make a case, right? Here's the value I provide. Here's what I'm asking for. Be very clear on what you would like to see. And if not, then maybe explore your option. And one of the key things, you know, I, I share this with my adult kids, is be very valued at your workplace, improve on your education, on your understanding, learn about different aspects of the company that you work for, become more valuable so that they see that value and are willing to compensate you for that. Absolutely. They will compensate you on the value that you bring, right? Not necessarily on the title that you hold or the duties written in your job description. And we have seen, there's a pretty big trend since the pandemic of a general population who doesn't want to work very hard. So if you will show up and do well and actually do more than what's required of you, people will notice. So take advantage of that, exploit that, right, to your advantage, and then bring that to the attention, right, of your manager, your supervisor, and say, here's what I'm doing, here's the value I'm bringing. Let's discuss what that might look like in compensation. You know, during any type of disruption in your life or what some people would quote-unquote say is a crisis, I believe, and I've been working on this personally, and I know uh, with my wife Tammy as well, is looking at the you know looking at your situation from a different perspective, not from the negative perspective of what is this taking away from me, but from the perspective of how can this enhance my life? How could this be you know really a blessing, a better opportunity? How could this set me up for future growth and future success? Um, and that's a, just just a perspective change. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that? There's a book by Dr. Henry Cloud called Necessary Endings, right? And he walks through different examples about necessary endings at, at a job in a relationship. What does that look like? Sometimes mm. we need to bring them about. Sometimes they're brought about on us right. and we weren't anticipating it. And it can actually be one of the best things that ever happened to us. So as you said, a change in perspective. How do I get my mind around where are we at now, but what positives could come from this? And then let's focus on that and move toward them. Oh, it's like um, it's like losing some weight. When you lose some weight, you feel so good, you know, mm. right? And that and you success don't... begets more success. Yes. Motivation. Yes, So let's look at our budget then. Let's get some practical steps regarding the budget. Because a lot of people don't like the word budget, you know. Mm, uh, It's not sexy. You know, financial plan, if you want to say that, if you really want to get into it. Um, But um, let's look at where are we at with our our budgets. What are some things that people can do that are practical that can help them in this time to really tighten up that budget? Or from what I believe, my perspective is open up the budget for more opportunity in the future. Absolutely. We just had this conversation last week with a group of guys and they were talking about, man, if I buy maybe less like fruits and veggies, like I, I get upset or frustrated when my wife throws away, we can't eat all that we get right at the wholesale marketplace, right? Sam's, Costco, something like that and all. And we talked about that's only going to save you pennies, maybe dollars in a given month. What are some of the bigger wins, right? 
One of those things, look at your monthly subscriptions. Yes. All of them, right? Yeah. Now, yes. you don't have to yeah. cut them all, but just look at them all. Everything from Netflix, YouTube TV, right? Your cell phone bill. Look at them all and see, like, how much are we spending here? Which of these could we either eliminate or at least reduce? If you're not going to the gym, just own it. If it's been <laughs> six months and you haven't shown Cancel up, it. say, we are done for a season, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back, right? September. But for a season, we're going to eliminate it and focus those resources on something else. So just take ownership, right? What are some of the bigger wins you can get by reducing some of those major expenses or paring down for a season to get out of this hole? I like, I like to consider it like a game um, to track mm. and work on it if you're married with a spouse or with your kids. Uh, I did this just a few months ago, and I went through. We went through our membership fees and all that. I saved two hundred and sixty-five dollars a month. Holy smoke! Canceling memberships that I wasn't using—that's incredible. Nice twenty-five hundred dollars in a year. I know, just from that, and it's it feels good because like, hey, what else is there? Anything else in there? What I did, just from a practical standpoint. I went through our credit card statement, which, by the way, we pay off every single month. I highly recommend that. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I went through the credit card statement and said, all right, which, which memberships are here? What, what reoccurring charges are happening? And I looked at those. I'm like, do we really use that? Do we really use that? Do we really need that? That's where it started. And it was an easy process. It wasn't difficult to find. And not only the ones you use, but which actually bring you joy, right? I, I just find some things that we're buying that actually don't get me super excited, Right. I can go out to eat, and it's like, ah, that really wasn't worth it. So, hey, let's eat at home, but then we're going to save up, and then we're going to go have a big treat, right, three weekends from now. Right, so just trying to focus in what can we eliminate that we're not using, but then what can we reduce that actually doesn't bring us as much joy as we thought it did, and then really focus on the things that do. Yeah, and I, another thing that I think is really important as well is look at all the insurance plans that you have and mm. go back and on an annual basis evaluate those. We've saved a ton of money just in insurance alone over the last couple of years, one of which we got a brand new roof. Once we submitted that, the insurance company's like, hey, your premium's going way down, about 50, about 50% just on the wow. premium because we got, a, we got a new roof. I didn't know that was going to happen. And that's why we highly recommend you work with an insurance broker, yep. not a captive one, right, a captive agent, because then they can shop around and in the year say, like, hey, if we actually switch over to this company, right, we can save you a significant amount of money. Life insurance, if you haven't looked at it every probably at least a minimum of every five years, when the IRS updates the actuarial tables, you can sometimes get the same amount of insurance for less annual premium or a higher amount of insurance for the same amount of premium. So if you're not shopping around, you may be missing out. Yeah. A key is just what you said. Other people in your lives that are experts or that's kind of their field, talk to them. Ask them to walk alongside you and say, hey, listen, we're really trying to, to clean things up and to get in a positive trajectory, trajectory with our finances. Um, is there anything we're missing or what have you done to do that as well? I look at highly successful people. I'm not afraid to ask them, what are you doing? How do you handle your finances? What does your situation look like right now? Is there anything that you have as a tip? you can help me out with to be successful so great information michael thank you so much we're uh, excited for the next two segments because you got a lot more great info as a matter of fact we're going to take a quick break and when we come back michael's going to share with us if it's a good idea or not to take advantage of what are called now the buy now pay later apps which i had nothing i knew nothing about just a few hours ago as a matter of fact um that they're really starting to take effect at different regular stores that people are shopping at and he's also going to give us tips on what to do if our income is not making ends meet. You are listening to One Shot, One Life.
It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life. Welcome back. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you again for joining us for One Shot, One Life. Our guest today is financial expert Michael Krauss. And in the first segment, Michael gave us some powerful advice on how to handle our day-to-day finances during this highly inflationary period, which really is costing a lot more for all of us to live. He also provided some great tips on how to save money as well. If you missed that first segment with Michael, I highly recommend that you check out our podcast once the show is over. Simply find your favorite podcast platform and then search One Shot, all one word, One Life, all one word. Well, Michael, um, you know, I just learned this week, literally a few hours ago, that there are apps popping up that are called Buy Now, Pay Later. Now, I know the concept of Buy Now, Pay Later, but there are apps that are making it easy for people to go to their favorite stores and pay for basic necessities and allows them then to pay for these goods in chunks, right, on either a, a monthly or a weekly basis, which I thought was really crazy. Some of these apps are called Affirm, Afterpay, Klarna, Zip, and even PayPal now has gotten into this whole game. LendingTree reported that almost half of Americans have now been using these buy now, pay later apps. And of those, about one in five rely on such of these apps to pay for groceries, while another 27% of these users use the loans as a bridge to make it through to the next paycheck. Are these kind of apps good or bad? It's kind of a double-edged sword. It is. Right? Again, they're giving what the market wants. People are feeling the crunch at the end of the month. So it's like, hey, if I can extend my payments out, right, instead of for one month, right, I have now four to six months to pay it off. That feels good. I don't lose as much money in this given month. The problem is it now increases my spending ability. And so then I can actually take on more debt. And then I actually get further and further behind with every month that goes on. So again, it sounds good. It offers a temporary Band-Aid for people. But if we don't fix the underlying problem, right, either too big of expenses or not enough income, then we're actually going to be worse off using these very convenient apps. And you've noticed you sign on to your credit card company, they'll offer a spending plan, right, to break up these uh, larger charges into segments. Even Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, four easy payments of (laughs) $19.98, right? And I'm like... If I can't afford $79.98 now, I probably shouldn't be buying it in the first place. But again, it sounds attractive in the moment, but it can come back to bite you. So speaking of that, I did my research, and you first started with the credit card. Every time I log into my credit card account, which we pay off every month, I highly recommend you do that. I pay it off every month. But as soon as I log in, the first thing that pops up, there's a pop-up, right? And it says this, and I've got it right in front of me. Your loan, your card, your way. That sounds really good. And then it goes on to tell me that I can get this loan and not to worry. It says, don't worry. There's no application, no credit inquiry, and no origination fee. Then it says I can select my loan type, choose my payment schedule, and I can get the funds in my bank account within one to two days. Very appealing for people if you're, you know, if you're struggling with finances. Quick access to easy cash, yep. right? It sounds great, but again, as you saw on that little sheet, right, the amount of interest rate they're going to charge you, right, that's accumulating in the background, which you don't see, yep. and we know that when you're paying the minimum amount due, right, that compound interest is working against you, right? So at the beginning, you said double-edged sword. And so let's look at the other side of this. What if you are right now really struggling with your finances? Your income's not taking, you know, it's not meeting the needs that you currently have. Um, and you're needing to rely maybe on some of this extra income. You don't have savings set up. What do you do then? How do you handle that? How do you get to a point where you can not have to rely upon these apps? Mm, as we talked about in the last segment, you can either reduce expenses or increase income. When it comes to increasing income, 
one of the most popular ways, right, is to have multiple streams of income, right? So if there's any type of hobby that you do, right, whether it's helping people with their nutrition and their fitness, right, whether it's detailing cars, things yes. that you enjoy doing, you could actually find time to be able to do that in the mornings, the weekends, in the evenings to help increase some income for a short time, right? It doesn't have to be your new career, but something that can bring in more cash that gives me some kind of more stability in this current economic condition in order to get myself out of the hole that I'm in. Now, I recommend, you know, find somebody just to talk to and start digging down. Say, listen, I would really like to find a way to increase some income. What do you think I'm good at? And allow somebody to kind of help you. I did that a few weeks ago. Uh, with a guy to really start digging down to say, what can you practically do that will bring in income? A lot of people have, you know, a lot of ideas. Well, you know, I can, I can create a skyscraper or I can have the next, you know, <laughs> um, you know, rock album that's going to make it big. But the reality is um, you got to be very practical. And if you need immediate income, you got to take care of it now. So finding ways that you can do that practically, you, you know, what about like, cleaning out your house. I know within my house, I just got done cleaning out one of the storage areas that we have. I got a lot of stuff I don't use. Oh, and places like <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, so easy yes. to sell things, right? Take a picture, throw it up online, put a price on it, and see what you can get rid of. I find that people getting rid of more stuff, right, actually is freeing for the soul, right? It just helps them to feel freer in life. So get rid of your stuff, make some money off of it, you don't need all that crap that you bought during the pandemic, right? You were stuck at home and you just kept buying stuff because it's so easy just to click, click, click. Get rid of it, sell it, get some income, and then use that income, right? That's Not for more fun, but use it to get rid of that debt that's working against you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the kicker there. I want to go back to what you talked about in the first segment that you were on. Um, you talked about really working with your employer and finding a way to increase income there. What would you recommend for our listeners, even in the areas of, of the jobs that they have, um, of, of trying to find a way maybe to get a raise or find benefits maybe that they didn't realize that they were uh, had the ability to get? Sometimes it's more helpful when you go to an employer if they're not willing to increase income, right? Bottom line compensation. What are some of the more soft costs, right? Can you negotiate more time off? so that you can pursue a hobby or oh, another line of income, right? So you can spend more time doing that. What are some other areas that you could get increased pay? Maybe they'll give you more to your HSA, something that doesn't cost the company the same amount of money because now they're having to match your 401k at the same amount and things of that nature. So just be very um, open-minded and what that could look like. What could bring a lot of value to you and your family right now that would actually help get you out of this crunch? I think uh, I've, I've experienced a lot of people just have fear and even talking to their employers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? that it's Because it's hard, right? Those are difficult conversations to have, uh, to be able to say, hey, where am I at and what is my, what's my career path? I think another, another way to, you know, my son's been working on this where he's at is uh, working with those, you know, his, you know, lack of a better term, his boss or the people that are in charge, um, and saying, looking at where can I be in five or 10 or 15 years with this job? And is it going to get me where I want to be financially mm -hmm. and having those open conversations? And it's been really beneficial for him. Oh, and a number of managers, supervisors, bosses, right? VPs, they want to see someone that has that initiative. They want to know that you want to go somewhere in the company. So what does it look like five years from me from now? Where could I be? How do I get there? Help me develop a career path. 
And again, if they don't show you something that can help you get to where you want to be, then it's probably worth looking at either a different company or maybe even a different industry that some of your skill sets could be applied to. Yeah. Anything else you can think of in, in regards to re- increasing income that can be helpful? I, I actually have a yeah. question. I've been thinking about this quite a bit. I, I have a few different jobs um, to supplement income. And at one of them, I, I want to ask my boss for a raise. That, to me, isn't the scary part. I'm a very analytical person. And I'm a numbers guy, so my worst fear going into my boss and saying, hey, I think it's time I got a raise, my fear is she's going to say, what do you think you're worth? Because that is Mm. such a hard question to answer. I mean, $100 an hour. I I don't know, like more than I'm making. And, and how do you even start that negotiation? Do either of you have any, have any input for, for a person in that situation? Josh, again, I'm glad you asked it because I think it's to your benefit to do your research ahead of time. What are other people in my industry getting paid, right? Because we do know that the job market's still pretty tight, right? You can find a job in a lot of places for you. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. So it's like, hey, if I did go to a different company, right? Or even slightly different region, work remotely, right? What is the typical compensation out there? And if it's more than what I'm getting, say, hey, this is what's getting paid out Mm -hmm. there. So even just getting up to market rate, I would like to get there or at least be on track to get there in the foreseeable future. Yeah. And I think, I think also, you know, coming, coming to them with a plan, right? A plan to say, listen, I know maybe things are tough and I want to, I'm here to, 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 to do all I can to help out, to be successful with this company and for the company to be successful as well. Here's my plan. Here's what I would like to do or a way I feel I can contribute to add more to the value of the company rather than just going in and say, I want to raise, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, give me more money. But to allow right. them to see the value that you do have. And maybe you don't understand what the value is, where, where you personally stand, what you think your value is. Yeah. But um, maybe tracking that and looking at what your job description is and say, listen, how can I tweak this to make it beneficial more for the company? So. And I manage awesome. quite a bit of staff and I would love to have one of my young guys come to me and say, here's what I think I'm worth of the value I bring to the company. And this is where I'm at right now. What would it take for me to get here? Mm. Right. Cause mm. now I know what yeah. he's trying to go for where their family needs to be. And now I can say either that's reasonable or, you know, we can't get there, but what could we do? Sure. Right, so the two of us can work together because now I know what he's thinking, and it's not this cat and mouse game, yeah. right? Like buying the house, where you're like, I'm gonna throw out an offer, it's gonna be higher. Than <laughs> right, back just negotiate back and forth, just be honest, right? So, yeah. doing some research on the front end, making a proposal, as Doug suggested, and I think it just shows some initiative, right, and drive to your supervisor. And most of them will respect that. Yeah, it's so good. Awesome. We're going to take our final break. And when we return, Michael's going to share with us if it's safe to keep our money in the bank. You know, in the first segment, we talked about the banking crisis that's going on. And people are wondering, should I pull my money out or not? And we're starting to see people do all these bank runs. So he's going to talk about that, kind of dissect it for us. And also, if you do have some extra money, where can you put it now in a safe place that can actually earn you a good return? You are listening to One Shop, One Life. Tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life. 
Well, thanks so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We love having you with us. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. And if you want to stay up to date on all that we're doing at One Shot, One Life, all you have to do is join our email community. We have over 10,000 people that are um, there getting an email each week. And what we do is we basically share with you about shows, upcoming shows, and resources that we have available at One Shot, One Life, and much more. It's absolutely free. All you have to go do is go to our website at oneshotonelife.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and add yourself to our community. And by the way, we only send out one email a week, so we don't spam you, and we do not sell your email address uh, as well. So we like to take care of our people. Plus, while you're there, Josh, what can they do? You can download our theme song. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to get there. <laughs> I was waiting. I was itching. That's right. You can get our theme song for free, and then you can jam out to it like Josh does every single week. Yes, sir. Well, today's show is all about money and how to successfully handle the rising cost of inflation. Uh, financial expert Michael Krauss has been giving us some great tips on budgeting, debt, and income as well. Michael, here in our uh, final segment, I want to start out talking by the talking about the current banking crisis that's going on. Uh, you know, we're starting to see banks either close down or get taken over. We talked a little bit about it in the first segment of the show. Uh, but people are asking this question, is it safe for me to keep my money in the bank? So could you kind of walk us through what's going on and where we should keep our money? Absolutely. Uh, I know a lot of people have been really concerned because they watched the news and it just sparked this fear overnight. In fact, I remember being at the gym and as the ticker came across about this bank out west, right, going through all these problems, over the weekend, our major banks sold off in their equity yeah. exposure. People were so afraid that they were just selling anything related in the financial sector and yet our major banks were in the best financial shape they've ever been mm. in in history. And so when you look down to what was going on out West, these two primary banks, they had 90% over the FDIC insurance limit. So they were well overextended. And then you couple that with the significant and fastest increase we ever saw in interest rates in our modern history, and they got caught on the wrong side of their bet. So it was not a run on all financial banks, right? It doesn't mean your bank's going under. Mm -hmm. So one, don't freak out. Two, remember the news is not always in your best interest, <laughs> right? They're there to sell advertisements, not to help you out financially, right? And three, talk to a finance professional, right? Yeah, if you're worried yeah. about your bank, go sit down with your banker, right? Tell me, is my money insured? right? Am I over the FDIC insurance limit? If so, what are my options? So just do a little bit more research, but don't freak out right now, right? It wasn't a systemic problem. It was an isolated problem that generally has not applied to the major banks across America. What is FDIC? FDIC is the, the organization that's going to insurance your deposits in a bank. Now, as a finance professional, I got to say, your investments are not FDIC right. insured, right? You can lose money in the market, but on your deposit accounts, right? Your checking, your savings, CDs, they generally are insured by the FDIC against losses such as the bank going under. There are certain limits to that. You want to know what those limits are. And again, a finance professional can walk you through those things. So is it so what about like money markets? Are they protected by the FDIC or not? I Money markets are generally an investment or security, so they would not be. Now, if it's contained in a certain type of account, again, you can have your savings account in a money market, right? Depending on what it's coded as at the bank. Okay. So it could or could not be. You just want to check. And, and is that is it only at banks or is it brokerage firms as well? Usually a is bank is what, for example, you can buy a CD that is FDIC insured, Okay. right? 
through your brokerage account. Okay. Right? So you just want to check again, what do I own and what type of account it's in? And that determines if this FDIC insurance right. or an SIPC insurance applies to you. Okay. Makes sense. So what if you do then have some extra money maybe in your checking account? Um, what we're starting to see now is there are different accounts or um, uh, different uh, government tools where we can earn three, four, five percent where we weren't able to earn anything before. Like, you know, if you had, <laughs> your checking account earns about nothing, always has for the last several years. But are there options where you can keep your money safe and still earn a little bit of money on it? Absolutely. So if you do have your emergency fund, right, three to six months of expenses, keep that liquid, keep it close in case an actual emergency happens. If you're sitting on quite a bit more than that because you've been a little bit afraid, there are places out there right now that you can get significant interest on those deposits. Even to your point, right? You can get over 4% on just three to six month lockup. So not even long term, right? And insured, either FDIC or even in a U.S. Treasury, right? Which does not uh, have the same limits as the FDIC insurance. So if you're just sitting on large amounts of cash, that's not a good place to be mm-hmm. during our current interest rate environment, and you can get paid in very safe places. So again, talk to your finance professional. What are my options with my cash? And know what your cash is for too, right? Because you don't want to tie up cash that you need short-term in a CD that's going to be a 12 or 18 or 24-month CD, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, keep liquid what you need for those three to six months because an er- emergency fund's not meant to earn you money. Right. right. The right. whole goal is to be there for an emergency. So easy access. Once you're above that amount, which we've seen quite a bit of people sitting on large amounts <laughs> of cash, do something with that cash. All right, let's jump into the stock market then. Last year we saw a dip in the stock stock market. This year, you know, from the beginning of the year, it's been pretty it's been pretty even. Uh, is it a good time? Number one, is it well let's talk about this. Is the client what's the climate like in the stock market? And is is it always a good time to to invest or is there a time where you need to step back and say, oh, I need to reevaluate things? The general rule of thumb is that time in the market is more valuable than timing the market. You will mm, never call good. the top and the bottom of the market. No one on God's green planet is smart enough to do that, right? We joke that there's no universities or sports stadiums named after day traders because they can make a lot of money, but they can lose (laughs) a lot of money as well, right? So you're not going to be the one that calls the top and the bottom, so don't try. So again, generally, time in the market is better. The market is still cheaper than it was at the beginning of 2022, so still an attractive opportunity from Mm -hmm. that standpoint. We saw a good quarter one, especially if you had some international exposure, exposure outside the United States. And so again, we preach diversification, big, medium, small companies here in the U.S. and outside through all market cycles. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Because a lot of times when you hear about being diversified, it's all within the same U.S. stocks and bonds, and that's it. And that's not diversification, in my opinion. No, no. Again, as Warren Buffett said, we don't want to bet against the United States, but the world is a big Big place. Right. And the demographics outside of here are absolutely enormous, right? So having some exposure outside the United States is just good for the portfolio. And again, quarter one proved that to be true. And it could be a trend that continues. And talk to your financial advisor because they know what's going on. Hopefully absolutely. a good one, right? Absolutely. Really Find good someone one. you can trust and then we'll educate you to the depth and the degree that you want to know, right? If they don't, If what they say doesn't make sense, that's not the best person for you. Doesn't mean they're a bad person, just means they're not the best fit for you and your family. Well, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine who said he doesn't even like to look at his statements anymore. (laughs) He'd rather just let it go because it gives him too much anxiety because he doesn't know what's going to be like when he opens up. 
How should people handle this with the anxiousness of the markets? Because it goes up and down on a daily basis. Literally, on a day-to-day basis, it's almost a 50-50 chance where the market's up or down. Right. Over a one-year time period, about three-fourths of the time it's up, but that means 25% of the time it's down. We hit five years, and you're above 90% of the time mm. you're making money. So again, have a long-term perspective. We will tell people, generally look at your statements at the year end and see if you're making a good trend. Is the trajectory in the same place? I can't tell you how many of our clients stress themselves out because they watch their account balances on their phone <laughs> every all day, day every day. <laughs> and, and in the morning, it's down. By lunch, it's up, and then it's back down again. <laughs> and they're calling their financial advisor every other day, freaking out. And it's like, we've seen this for the last 50 years that you've been investing, but now you're retired and you have nothing else better to do, right? <laughs> so stop looking at your phone. Look at your statement at least once a year, right? And when you do freak out, call your financial professional. They don't know what causes you to freak out. So just call and say, hey, I'm losing my mind right now. What's going on that I'm not seeing? Talk me through this, right? Bring some perspective into my life because right now my heart is not Measuring up with what I'm seeing. So basically, you're a counselor as well. So. Oh, I feel like I do more counseling <laughs> in my day job than I do anywhere else. <laughs> what about the phrase, sell in May and go away? Because May's right around the corner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you can pull out. I like the saying, numbers don't lie, but you can make them say whatever you want. Right? So if True. I choose the right time frame, I can prove almost any point. This is the day to get in the market, and this is the day to get out. Right? If I, As long as I choose the right days. So... Don't buy the advice. Again, timing the market, way better than timing the market. Get it in there. Stay diversified. And again, it's like riding a roller coaster. The roller coaster ride goes up and down. When it's going down, close your eyes, hold on tight, scream if you have to, but don't (laughs) jump off. As long as you don't jump off, you don't get hurt, right? And eventually it comes to an end. You're like, ah, it's over, right? We made it through. And again, we see this every time. The market goes up and down. It happens every day. Every year, same song, different verse. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter who's in Washington, right? The market really does not care. So don't let politics freak you out, right? Pay attention to what matters, right? Is the economy making money? Yes, we have more debt than we've ever had before, but we are making more money than we've ever had before. All right, so we have just a couple of minutes left, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of gold and silver. Okay, that's just something that I've I know a lot about. I'm very knowledgeable about. I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with the ups and downs because I know it all inside and out. Um, to me, it's a commodity, but it's also an opportunity to really retain my purchasing power with my finances. Where do, does does gold and silver, in your opinion, have a place in in investment portfolio? My biggest concern with gold and silver is that someone's always trying to sell something. So right, we're seeing see that it. we're seeing yes. it more now, and that's why I wanted to bring Absolutely. it up because Anytime we're seeing it on we TV. See- Anytime we see inflation right, or stuff going on with the banks, people are like, run to gold. The problem is they're usually selling you a program or a coin at a high premium. Right. So when you want to get into this, go to a trusted resource. Yes. Right here in Lincoln, we have a great place, Lincoln yes. Coin and Bullion. Yes. Right? They will actually educate you on what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what the benefits are. That's what you need to do. If you do have a financial professional, go talk to them and say, listen, I would like some exposure and diversification in my portfolio to gold and silver. What does that look like? Don't keep them in the dark, right? Let them know. Now, if they don't understand what you're doing, it may mean you need to go find a different financial professional. And I did that once because they just didn't want to expand outside of that. I'm like, you know what? I am so educated in this. I'm comfortable. I need need advice from people who know what's going on. And no one knows everything about everything, right? right? So you can find a specialist who knows this, who will educate you, education before investment first. Yep.
ever and always. But find someone who knows what they're talking about and walk you through what the benefits are. How can our uh, listeners get in touch with you, Michael? Plan A Wealth Management, Lincoln, Nebraska. Phone number 402-975-8008 or michael at planawm.com. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Michael. Always a pleasure when you're here and so insightful and we appreciate it so much. Gentlemen, thank thank you. you for what you're doing. Keep the good work up. All right. Well, if you want to listen to this uh, show, uh, you can check out our podcast. Simply search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word on your favorite podcast platform. And also you can check out our website, OneShotOneLife.com, and check out all that's going on at One Shot, One Life. I want to thank today's guest, Michael Krause. Special thanks to my executive producer, Josh Floyd. And until next time, take full advantage of your amazing One Life and make every single day count. Thank you for listening to the One Shot, One Life show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. Join a mastermind group, purchase one of our online courses, and more. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now. OneShotOneLife.com.